On today's episode of the Wave Podcast, we have the Orioles are the talk of the town, the talk of the nation in the baseball world this week. Unfortunately, it's not for a good reason. John Angelo suspended Kevin Brown over some dumb shit. So, of course, we have to talk about it. We get into all of the dirty details regarding John Angelos, his tyrant rule over the Orioles, and all of the dumb, dumb mandates that he's passed across Masson and the Orioles staff. We are talking some baseball, though. The Orioles swept the Mets at home last weekend and took one out of three from the Astros at home this week. They head on a nine-game West Coast road trip, so we talk about what the upcoming schedule looks like for the Birds. We're also talking football. It's officially football season. Preseason week one is here. The Ravens have the Eagles at home on Saturday. So we're breaking down some of the camp talk coming out of the Ravens camp. Pat Ricard's taking snaps at guard, which we give our takes on. Also, according to a certain Hall of Fame tight end, Charlie Kohler is essentially a soon-to-be Hall of Famer, so he says. We're breaking down the first episode of Hard Knocks, wrapping up our football talk. And we're wrapping up the episode with our top five sports uniforms draft with our good friend, George. Absolutely loaded episode 65 for y'all this week. Thanks for tuning in. And here we go. Episode 65. Welcome back to the Wave Podcast. Today is Friday, August 11th, 2023. And before we say anything else on this episode, I just want to get out and say I hate John Angelos. I've been, there's been, you know, the, the, the thing that switches in your brain, the flight or fight thing. Fight or like, flight, yeah. Yeah. I've been in fight for the last four days. I'm, I've just been so, like, and I'll be honest, I like, I'll get over it once Brown gets back into the booth. But, like, I've kind of been like, fuck him. I really don't give a shit right now. Like, I just, like, I watched him today. I didn't watch the first two games of this series. I've been at work. And I've just been like, meh. I'm so tired of that bullshit family. Like, I'm just so fucking done with them. So done with them. Fuck them. Yeah, at least now we know how Commanders fans feel. You know? Like, this is this is really as bad as they've been. Like, our, our biggest gripe with the Angelos family, really, to this point, has just been, like, the lack spending. of spending money. Yeah. yeah, which, albeit it's been pretty extreme. Yeah, the I mean, lengths it's, that it's, they've gone to to not yeah. spend money and not put into this yeah. franchise. But if that's your biggest gripe with an owner, you're probably doing okay. Yeah. Um, the fact that everything that happened this week, and we'll get into it more. I just had to get it off my chest oh, to start. Top, no, I respect it. Um, the fact that everything got not only just got public, but got to the level that it got to. Yo, people it's hilarious and railing, a little alarming railing them the Mets guy Gary Cohen went in oh yeah Scott you know who else in. You, you know who else like went in to like a level I wasn't expecting hmm. the uh the guy on part of my take Jake Marsh is his name the guy who looks like a square he always wears like a, a jacket and glasses and yeah, he's yeah. like they're he so he's actually like an announcer like he went to, I think he went to Syracuse which is like a big you know 
commentating school. And uh, like he's been on ESPN a bunch. He does like lacrosse games. He just did their golf event that they had a couple years, uh, weeks ago, the Corn Ferry event. So he's like a legit commentator, like a play-by-play guy. But he also he like his his main gig is doing part of my take. Sure. S- started as an intern for them and whatnot. He fucking leveled John Angelos. Like it's a joke. I mean, it's an yeah. a, it's an absolute joke. It's it's. But to your point, I did the same thing. Somebody like somebody asked. I think it was my mom actually. She was like. Uh, so like what's going on obviously she knew but she didn't really know no and literally just her mentioning john angelos's name like i i saw red and i just like laid into him for a good five minutes yeah i was i was i was pretty rattled on monday night i was pretty pissed is that what it was was it monday night was it monday night i think so probably was was when the story like really broke out yeah sounds right so anyway we'll talk about it more when we get to the o's but Anyway, to kind of back off of that, Scott, how you been? How you doing? Other than that, wonderful. <laughs> other, other than my favorite sports team, having an owner that's a dickhead. Yeah, I'm great. Doing real good. Just that's good. Up. So I had two, I, a little bit of a scramble here at the end of this little summer semester. Didn't realize I had two research papers. I had, I was working on one and philosophy. I needed one, which was a, which was a bear. I got through it. We're going to proofread it tomorrow and we're going to submit it and I'm all done for the summer. It was kind of dope. And then I, I start my fall semester in two weeks, 11 days. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah that, uh, today, dude. And I was feeling, I figured out a little, a little, I was at the end of the round with Georgie on Saturday. I started pulling my golf ball big time, big time shanks to the left, like big time driver was good. It was just my irons and wedges could not do full swings. So I did a little, I think I was getting too outside, which then you feel like you have to really bring it in. So I started to bring it back around my shoulders and just started, and it felt way more natural. Ball flight was, I had a little baby draw going, which was nice. And yeah, feeling good. Nice. Yeah. How'd you shoot Saturday? We shot. Okay. We got in a hole early. We were playing match play and we got into, we played the first hole real shitty and we got down one, nothing real early. And then hole two, Something like real dicky. They made like a long putt to like win the hole. And it was just like shit. So we were like trying to claw back all day and we just couldn't. We got it to within one and then we lost on 16. So we, we played okay. It, it took Georgia a little bit to get fired in and then they were playing good. So I was having to like kind of pull the ship a little bit. But then eventually when Georgia got going, we were fine. But then it was just too, too little, too late. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's good. You guys yeah. played a mountain branch, I'm assuming. Yeah. I love that place. I'm starting to like love it there. I haven't played since last year, and I want to get love, back out. I love how fast and pure and fair the greens are. Like, they're yeah. not unpredictable. They're not inconsistent. They're very – I was putting like a fiend. was an absolute I, – I, I think I've told you this. I prefer lightning fast greens over – You have said that in it's the past. way more controllable. It's way more understanding, gauging of speed. I cannot stand Geneva greens where they're like fucking carpet, and you feel like on a 15-footer you have to fucking – tilt your head in and then just fucking ram it in but and they're never consistent either never yeah then the next hole is lightning fast you're just like oh fuck <laughs> yeah i feel that i'm a little jealous i didn't get to play last week because i was away but i had a really really nice weekend away it was a nice. it was a good good time down the beach celebrated one of my buddy's younger brother's uh 21st birthday did this like nice. big bar crawl through ocean city which um saturday was fun sunday was not as much but it was a good time did you go bar bar crawling on sunday no, 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 no. Sunday oh, so was just like the effects of Saturday was not fun. 
it rolled into my Sunday. Uh, and I, on top of everything, I don't know why I do this. I do this all the time. I woke up like super, super early Sunday just cause I wanted to get home. So I ended up, I ended up getting up at like seven 15 and I was out of there by like seven 45 ish and stopped to get breakfast on the way out of ocean city and then just hit the road. I didn't want to sit in traffic. Um, but it was, it was a tough drive home for sure. I was hurting. Oh, God, that Ocean City drive back is miserable. I honestly, like, I don't mind it. Like, I got home in, like, two hours and 20 minutes. Like, so it wasn't yeah. bad. But it was just, like, I had stayed out until... Ocean City? We stayed at, like, 115th plate, uh, Street, my you buddy's place. Two and a half hours? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, no traffic, dude. It's a super easy drive. Damn. But I, uh, yeah, I, we were out until, like... We were out until like 2.30, got back to my buddy's place at 3. We stayed up until like 3.30, and then I woke up at 7.15. So I was, I was hurting for sure. Yeah, and then, tough. You know, just – but, yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. Right. And, yeah, like you, other than, other than the Orioles, been pretty good. Putting a, putting a nice little bookend on summer here and turning the page to football season. Hey, hey I'm drinking right now. You want to know what I'm drinking? Is that the decaf pumpkin? No. Decaf chai Ooh. tea. Decaf – chai tea oh you're drinking you're drinking decaf tea tea yeah yeah decaf chai (laughs) there you go i needed a little something but i didn't want coffee because i've had coffee i'm trying i don't have any decaf coffee at the house so i had a nice little decaf chai and it's that little those spices are kind of popping in my mouth when i take a sip Mm. football game's about to start here in 30 minutes i'm actually curious about this game i kind of want to see um yeah me too yeah CJ, I'm excited to see, see how CJ Mac too. does. Is Mac starting? He's not. Oh shit. He's not. It's Bailey Zappy today. But if Bailey plays well, then that's interesting. Sure. I mean, I think I think it's Max. I mean, like un, unquestioned, I think it's Max's job. Like oh, I don't really? really think. Yeah. Yeah, especially because I mean, Bill O'Brien was with him in Alabama his senior year or his last year, whatever that was. Right. So right. I'm assuming that's why he's not playing because I believe Mac played last year, but they had Patricia and they were doing that whole thing. So I think the reason for him what not playing. What are they going to do with the NFL preseason, dude? Because no one's playing anymore. I guess yeah, just honestly, for draft picks and just like to kind of like get your rookies and see what they got. And yeah, because I mean you got to figure at this point in training camp, I don't know when it get tri- when it gets trimmed down or if it's all at the end of training camp. It yeah. used to be like on a week by week basis, but now I think they changed it. To where you get to carry the 90-man roster all the way through the three games. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, game games one and three are really for, like, roster number 40 and on. You may get some starters playing in game two just to kind of get some, like, you know, live reps and, you know, see some, you know, live bullets. But other than that, yeah, the preseason is really just for those bottom half of the roster guys to see who your special teamers are going to be and you know who you're keep, keeping on the practice squad in case of injuries and whatnot um but yeah it's it it sucks because it used to be fun like watching guys play yeah. in like the first and second and third games like all your starters and whatnot but i guess practically it really just doesn't make sense yeah it really doesn't especially what we saw two years ago no thanks yeah exactly no thanks but Anyway, yeah, let's. Uh, that's a good segue. Let's go ahead and talk to uh, talk about some sports. So before we get into football, let's talk about some baseball since that's where we're currently at. Um, and while we do that, I'm gonna put on my uh, 
non-team issued bucket. Okay. Okay. See, I got I got Manny Machado over here on the side. So I would be suspended if I wore this on the air. Right, because you can't you can't mention Manny Machado, Adam Jones, Chris Davis, those guys. Fuck show Walter. Can't mention anything about the previous regime. Okay. Fucking joke. So obviously, if you've li- if you live in Baltimore and or under a rock over the last week, um, Kevin Brown, play by play guy, who some people on the show feel a certain way about him. You're putting fucking words in my mouth, you fucker. <laughs> uh, I think he's great. I think he's one of the best play-by-play guys in the major leagues. Uh, obviously, I don't have much sample size to go off of for other teams, but just from cl- <laughs> just from clips I've heard around social media and whatnot, I think Kevin Brown is exceptional at what he does. I think he's very, very good. Yeah, he's corny at times, but I think I think he's very good at what he does. There was a graphic during the uh, Tampa Bay series, which was end of July, like July 20 something. Yeah, it was like the second to last series in July. Yeah, Uh, a series that we ended up taking three out of four. So we did very well. There was a graphic that went on the screen before one of the games stating how we have not had much luck or success for a better term in Tropicana Field, Um, like losing series, like not winning many games, just outright. And. Kevin Brown doing what any good play-by-play announcer would do gave sure. context to the, to the graphic that was put on the screen by the production teams and, you know, the media teams and whatnot, just giving context. And it's not like he was doing it maliciously. He was doing what any good professional would do and using, yep. using the, the, the past lack of success to highlight the success that the Orioles are having this year, both mm-hmm. against the Rays and in general. Right. Well, John Angelos didn't like that very much, and John Angelos suspended him indefinitely and did it very much under the rug, kept it in the closet, didn't want anybody to know about it. Of course not. Um, and frankly, the first thing I have to say is fuck John Angelos. Just want to get that out of the way. Fuck him. He like this could not have been more of like a I want my way, regardless of how irrational it is. It's just also him- just it's just also so you're so tiny. Like, you're such a small yes. man. Like, you're so pathetic. So pathetic. Dude, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. And the fact that he was anno- as not even annoyed, apparently, like, the reports were that he was outraged Yeah, that the news got out, which, I mean, I get it. It's, it's basically just him showing his complete hand and being like, hey, I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. I have zero control over these billion-dollar assets that I own. And I'm just going to be a tyrant and I want things done my way, regardless of how stupid it sounds. And what what blew my mind is the fact that he was as outraged as he was that the news got out. It it it's basically him being self-aware of how fucking ridiculous the suspension of Kevin Brown was. Like you know what you're doing is just stupid and flat out doesn't make sense. But you're you're still gonna do it anyway. Like that's that's why I think I got so fucking annoyed over it. Not only because I like Kevin Brown and and you know the, our our B and C broadcast teams are not great, especially compared to to KB and Ben McDonald or Jim Palmer, yeah. whoever the whoever the yep. color guy is. But then, and I I said this to you guys, I think the fact that it reached national discourse and the fact that it caught so much traction, both like with other regional coverage teams, like you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Gary Cohen with the Mets and you know they were baseball is dead uh, Jared Carabas and yep. Dallas Braden their podcast they did a whole thing about it pardon my take obviously 
everybody was talking about it so much so that it got to like national media outlets like ESPN and MLB network and whatnot. Mm. I said it to you guys. I think short term. Yeah, it sucks. And it felt like the Orioles were getting a lot of ricochet shots in the media. I think in the long term, though, it it'll be a good thing because it exposes how much of a clown John Angelos really is and the way that he is just preposterously mismanaged his 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 team, his franchise, his billion dollar yeah. asset. Um, and I don't know about you, Dan Connolly. I don't know if you read it. I should say Woo! Dan Connolly wrote in on him. Dan Connolly wrote a fantastic article on yeah. I forget the outlet sports sports nut or like something. Dan Connolly wrote it and it was fantastic. Talked about all the shit with Masson back in 2019, 2020, when he was allegedly trying to cut costs, but also gave himself a three to five million dollar pay raise. All the stuff with with the lease, the lawsuit with his brother, Luis or Lewis, so, however you pronounce his name a couple years ago. Yeah, 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 I think you're right. And and, you know, getting into it with his parents and you name it. John Angelos is a scumbag. He is a terrible owner. And I get the whole tax thing as to why he can't or won't sell the team right now while everything that's going on with his father is going on. Sure. Um, but at some point, man, you have to start wondering if and when Rob Manfred's going to step in because the Orioles have been in Baltimore since 1954. They've won three World Series. They're really, really good. They have the best young core in Major League Baseball, or at least one of them. Right. So at some point, at some point, Rob Manfred and his his team has to has to look at what's going on and be like, look, that the major league, major league baseball, the league is is the program that we're trying to run here and trying to protect. It's our asset. And what they're doing is to quote my old friend Buster Olney, what they're doing, what John Angelos is doing is bad for baseball. It, it's, <laughs> so, it is, though, like, honestly, so it's very bad for baseball. And and I know it it's a very slippery slope and it's got to be very delicate because technically speaking, the commissioner works for the owners, right? He's yeah. an employee of the owners. But like I said, it's bad for baseball what's going on. So at some point, there has to be some sort of intervention. And I know Angel or excuse me, not Angelos, Manfred has already came out and said publicly that he just flat out won't let the Orioles leave Baltimore. Like he's he's very sure. he's been very clear about that. They're not going anywhere. Um, but you know, the fact that this whole lease situation, the, their feet has been, has been dragged as long as it has, right. We have a little yep. over four months left before the lease ends. Something has that, to get done. That lease thing is freaking me the fuck out though, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and say that, like, I'm worried about it, but I'm also not worried about it. So I just don't, I don't know how each day goes on with all the new information that we're gathering and, you know, still no resolution with anything. The lease right. or otherwise. And and Manfred can be content and sit back on his hands and be like, yeah, what, you know, let it, let it run the course. Yeah. So I'm looking at my season predictions, doctor. Yeah. I hadn't I had an August. John Angelos goes missing. <laughs> Just for, for for legal purposes, neither of them. Neither of us had anything to do with that. If and Bro, when why am happens. I still right with these predictions? I'm, I'm, I, yeah, that's a little freaky. That's a little freaky. I had the, I had the weird, weird, like natural, like games would be canceled in New York. I also August isn't a good month, brother. I have um, they go 13 to 14 this month. Not good. Okay. And Gunner pulls his groin beginning of the month. So I think we're past the beginning of the month. We're getting Knock in the middle wood. of that. 
for getting in the middle of that. Sorry, I, I just saw I had John Angelos goes missing and I had to share it. No, that's okay. I'm glad you did because that that's hilarious and also frightening. And I thought I wrote it down. I was like looking at my neck because I was like, holy shit, I think I actually wrote that. But anyway, well, yes. in summation of that rant that I just had to go on because I've been thinking about it all week. Me too. I I just I feel bad for Kevin Brown. I really do. Because oh he's essentially he's I, essentially I, been I will, a martyr will, in this whole thing. Like he's 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 been he's our not, sacrificial lamb. I can lamb. guarantee you tomorrow if he is on the air, like they're saying he will be, I can guarantee you. He's not going to be allowed to say anything. He's going to have nope. to act like everything is Joe cool, good to, good to go, like he was on a vacation. And, like, it, it wasn't. I mean, also, Kevin Brown has his DMs publicly open, and I was sending him every announcer that was, like, defending him. I was like, love you, King. Love you, King. And then, like, Peter Angelos and shitbag tweets, I just I sent him. So because I hope he, hope he liked it. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Uh, but no, like I, I had to get that ran off my chest. And and I know I'm not the first person to say any of that. Like I know 99% of Baltimore Orioles fans feel the same way. And mm-hmm. I mean, anybody who doesn't, you're, you're not one, you're not invited to the parade period. Or you're just simply not educated. Right. Yeah. Or, or like I said, you just, or, you yeah, or you're a dirtbag and you're not invited. Right. Yeah. You're a John Angelo sympathizer, in which case you're not invited to the parade or, Sorry yeah, or you're John Angelo. So go fuck. Or, well, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so I, I feel bad for Kevin Brown. I'm excited to see him back in the booth. And I honestly, like, is. I mean, if he's not, then, then we got a problem because yeah, like, was it Masson that said that like, he'll be back on Friday or no, it's just being reported that he's supposed to be back by Friday. Oh, uh, okay. So that's fishy. Yeah. yeah. And also, and uh, ben- I was listening to the fan. I think Monday morning, I was on my way to go do something. What was I doing on Monday morning? I don't know what I was doing, but I was out in my car, and Rob Long was like, yeah, man, filling in. You got a little situation at Masson where someone just can't call the game this week. Um, it was leading into the Mets series, I think. I think it was Friday, and he talked about next week. So I got, you know, I was supposed to have a long weekend, but I'm not going to have it. And I was just like, hmm. Interesting. I wonder who like who got sick or something like that. And then when all this story came out, I was like, oh, my God, it's definitely true because Rob Long kind of alluded to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and then and then you take it one step further, like now. Before T's and P's to to Jim Palmer, who said he has covid yesterday, Wednesday, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, prayers. if he does, in fact, have covid, I'll just leave it at that. Um, Also, on Friday last week, the fourth. Uh, ben McDonald took a trip back to Louisiana. Which... Yeah, and his tweet was kind of weirdly worded of like, dot, 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 going back home, dot, dot, dot. Like, kind of like, fuck it. And then you just see what his next message was? No, I didn't. He posted about, you have to be careful when you're walking in the woods. You got to be able to look out for nasty snakes. And he was holding up like a rattlesnake. And it was like totally right in the middle of all this shit. And he was like, you got to be careful. We got to watch out for these snakes. Like, damn, he's gone. Wow. Angelo's a fucking snake, I think. I uh, Yeah, I didn't see that, but I completely agree. So what also was interesting that there was rumblings going on late last week. So like during the Mets series when I was there and the, the rumor was that he McDonald got in a fight. Right. I remember you saying and, that to me. And I'm wondering if Mr. Angelo started on his burner like, hey, inside scoop. If you're not going to be seeing around Kevin Brown much recently, like get it out that it wasn't me. 
and getting ahead of the story. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I, I think that both, because if you listen to the telecast, then what's his name? McDonald rolls in and kind of does his spiel about how much better the team is. And like, like, and like Kevin Brown's header photo is he and Ben McDonald eating a hot dog. Like, I think they're right. boys. And if like they did get in a scuffle, I think it would be like if you or I got in a scuffle or when me and Georgia get in scuffles, like I think it would just be like it's squashed like, immediately after. Yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. Like it's not even if it was like a day long scuff, like you just you get over it and big nothing on. burger at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, dude. It's been it sucks because it's been such a magical season and it's been so cool. It just sucks. Like it just does. Playing is playing. No, it, playing, it absolutely like, does. It absolutely sucks, especially if you're one of those fans who think the team is cursed now. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, But anyway, now that we got past that, um, Scott, before we move on to the actual baseball being played, do you have anything else you want to add to the to the whole John? No, you you covered it all, dude. It, It he's just so fucking small and pathetic and a loser. He's done nothing, nothing. And like I said to you guys in the group chat. I trust Michael Elias with all this. He's been doing yep. everything correctly. It's now getting to the point where Mr. Angelos is now getting involved and we're now seeing it. And it makes me terrified for extensions for Adley and Gunner. It makes me terrified for the future of the team. I know people say, you know, they're not going anywhere. I won't believe that until at least gets done. And until then I'm going to be nervous about it. Just the way it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily feel the same way, um, but I'm more so in a, especially when it comes to the extension piece about it with Adley and Gunner and some of these other young guys, I'm more in a, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And sure. like I, and, and I have yeah. a feeling we'll talk about this much more in the off season um, when it's actually, you know, at the forefront of everybody's minds. But I, and I tried to convey this as clear as possible in the group chat to you guys, but my whole feeling on it is Elias I understand he's not the guy that has to cut the checks and sign them. I understand that. And ultimately there's one person and one person alone who can make those decisions, regardless of how much the GM wants it. But Elias chose the Orioles job for a reason. I'm sure it wasn't his only offer. I'm sure he could have been a GM for a number of other teams, but he chose the Orioles for a very specific reason. And I've, I vaguely remember seeing a clip from like an interview uh, when he took the job saying he chose to work, like he wanted to work with John Angelos, whether that's, well, yeah, sure. We could say that now, whether that's just, you know, being professional for the media and whatnot, whatever. I think so. But I like they 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 are in conjunction, working in concert with one another every day. So I have to imagine there's some common ground to be had there. And a Eli- like Elias, not only is Adley his his cornerstone player, his franchise catcher face of the franchise. You could say whatever you want about him as a baseball player. Adley was Mike Elias's first pick as a GM. Like you could you go back to the Astros and I know he was the big driving force behind taking Correa one one, but he wasn't the GM. He wasn't the guy that ultimately had final say here like that. Adley is is the the first sort of step that he took as yeah, general sure. manager, Mike Elias. So there's there's a little bit of an added sentimentality to it, which I think is is definitely what's going to at least fuel his fire uh-huh. to getting it done in the offseason. But I, that's kind of where I'm at with the whole extension thing. I understand John Angelos is going to have to be the guy that signs off on actually paying the money. And we know how that has gone in the past. But under Elias, I have to I have to at least believe that he's going to do everything in his power to get these guys extended. So we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. That's at least how I feel about it. Okay. It's just my, it's just my 
pessimism in me. That's just yeah. I mean, look, Baltimore sports fans before. are not. I've been here before. <laughs> I was gonna say Baltimore sports fans are not foreign to being hurt by their teams. It's just something we've endured. Yep. And like hurt, <laughs> hurt. It, yeah. I mean, I still won't allow anybody to say the uh, the former Ravens kicker that wore number seven's name in my house. Just won't let it happen. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some baseball. Um, so Orioles just wrapped up today a three-game series with the Astros. Uh, first game, uh, who pit, Grayson pitched the first game, right? Yeah, threw a great game. Pitched very well through six innings. I think he had like five or six strikeouts, a couple of walks, gave up two very runs. Very well. Should have won the game. Should have won the game. Um, carried a, what was it, six to three lead into the ninth inning. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. It was six, six to three. three. No, I think it was six. Yes, it was six three. I'm sorry. Yep. Six to three lead into the ninth. Felix comes in, assuming we're going to, you know, walk away. Game one win. Felix closes the door. Walk, hit by pitch, single or walk or something. And then Kyle Tucker hits a grand slam. We walk out. No, you forgot a piece. Forgot a piece. The Jorge Mateo dropped. Fucking. I understand people might be saying it was a tough play. It really wasn't. He fucking ran the opposite way of the direction of the ball off the bat. And then he misread it by running. You run to it. You don't do that route on that play. You run to the spot and you camp under the goddamn baseball and you make a professional. I said to, I call, I text my dad right away. I know we hate him. Why the hell isn't McKenna in the outfield in the ninth inning? Why the hell? Colton Kowser for that matter. Colton Kowser for that matter. That is his third professional game out in center field. You cannot have him out there in that situation. I have been a Hyde supporter this entire season. That to me is the shit that I'm like, all right, dude, what the fuck? Like, what are we doing? Line no, that's up, fair. Bullpen stuff. Like, I'm like, yo, you don't know what the bullpen usage and who's is available and what's not like, we're not in the locker room. We're not there for that. So like, I struggle with like the getting pissed off of that stuff, but it's the, it's the defensive replacement stuff that i just it, it, that made no sense to me no sense no dude that's that's absolutely fair i was saying the same thing like and you're you're 100 right like he made a really nice play earlier on in the game i think he actually I think he robbed a home run like a couple innings before so i get it and i'm sure jorge mateo at some point in his life has played center field in the past but you're right like crunch time it, to, he uh Hyde did it today. Like he took he took O'Hearn out and put McKenna in as soon as O'Hearn hit that double in the eighth or whatever. So like I just I don't understand the inconsistency there. Um and in terms of Jorge Mateo actually fielding the the fly ball, I said the same exact thing. Like, dude, run to the fucking spot, get to the ball, get to get the wall, to the it was find the like ball. He was trying to get rounding it so he could throw a ball in, but I'm like Bro, right. the ball's the fence. Like, yeah, the guy, the guy hit the ball 400 feet. You're not gonna throw somebody out tagging from second to third. You're just not. So, so yeah, that mad. you're you're right. Way to bring that up. Um, that cost us. So that that loads the bases. That's how they got the bases loaded. And then Kyle Tucker hits the grand slam with two outs and two strikes. I should ma- mention, dude. What um, in the bat by him though? Holy it was a fantastic shit. at bat. He, you want to talk about a professional hitter? Kyle oh Kyle Tucker is a stud. He is an absolute stud. Kyle Tucker is very good. Very good at baseball. Hearing Mark DeRosa break him down on, on MLB Network every morning is really fun because yeah. DeRosa, DeRosa just has that passion for baseball that not a lot of guys have anymore. so cool. He's so He's cool. the best. He's so cool. But, yeah, Kyle Tucker is one hell of a professional hitter. I'm afraid he's going to be the next Yankees manager. 
Oh, I would hate that. Or the Mets, one of the two. I wouldn't mind him in in Flushing, but I don't want him anywhere near the Bronx. Nothing to do with the Bronx. Absolutely not. Like I hate it enough that Sean Casey is doing whatever he's doing with the, uh, well, with the Yankees. But that's why I feel like Casey Dero, those two are boys. Like, I mean, it, it would be the best thing that Cashman has done like, with what that like team. A, what a contrast between personalities with Booney and him. Like, yeah. it, it couldn't be more of a polar opposite. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even There's think no of that. And now I'm terrified. Next year. There's no, you don't think no so? Chance. No. No chance. I mean, if you're the Yankees, I was telling my buddy the other day at the gym, he's a Yankees fan, and I was saying the same thing. I was like, I don't know how the fuck Boone has kept his job. Now. I know. I don't know how he's kept his job this long. I really don't. Um, but yeah, if if D Rowe and Casey start running the show over there, I'm gonna be real pissed. Yeah, it's scary hours. Scary <laughs> scary hours indeed. But anyway, so that was game one. Game two was uh Jack Flaherty versus Christian Javier. Jack Flaherty pitched okay. I didn't think he pitched poorly. Um, not super efficient as far as pitch count goes. I think he threw like 100 pitches through five innings or something. Um, yeah, he wasn't very efficient, but he had good stuff. His stuff looked good. Mm-hmm. I thought overall it was a it was a very solid uh, Camden Yards debut for him. Um, and then you know you mentioned it before we before we jumped on here. Fuji, I feel like the moment was just too big for him. Getting done with him, dude. I'm getting real tired of his bullshit of him breaking underneath the pressure. I get it. New atmosphere, new culture, new team where you're at one team. It could be more of a difference of games. I get it. You've now been here for almost a month. It's time to get adjusted. And like, like I'm just, I'm done with like the whole, let's be sweet about it and let's be nice. And like, like, no, stop that bullshit. Like that's soft. I'm here to win baseball games. And like, that's not good enough. It's mm-hmm. not. If you think the moment's big now, wait until it's October and you're pitching against right. the, the Astros and a do or die game in the fifth inning, sixth inning, like get out now. Yeah, exactly. And I was thinking about that too, after last night, after he, you know, kind of fell apart and gave up six runs or whatever it was. Um, He's a guy where like, I feel like you can only throw him in the sixth inning in a multi-run lead. Yeah. Low low leverage. Exactly. Like if you're going to throw him in the seventh, you have to be up by at least four runs. I was was more pissed about his, the game two loss and I was a game one loss. Yeah, I agree. Sense. Yes. Like yeah. the, the, Bautista has been perfect since May. Like he's gonna, th- and it was a great at bat by tuck. There was an air out in the outfield. You're just like, shit. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes like, you got to tip your cap. Like, you yeah, know. sometimes blown. It, it's very interesting. Like the blown save in Philly with Cano two weeks ago, that pissed me off. This one mm-hmm. the other night, I was just like, man, it's okay. gonna happen. Those, those, those blown saves happen. But it was mm-hmm. Fuji coming in in a big spot. You were starting to get some momentum. You were coming back. You were clawing back. And then you fucking, like, shit the bet. Like, legit. And it's, like, his second time doing that in the last week Just or so. Absolutely pissed down his leg. Like, yeah, too much like, pressure. Like, couldn't handle it. It's one thing to get hit. But it's one thing to, like, walk two guys and plunk two dudes. Like, come on. And with, like, two strikes, too. It's like, bro, come on. Like, be a professional pitcher. Like, grow up a little bit. It, it pisses yeah. me off. Yeah, I completely agree. So that was really the story of game two on Wednesday night. Lose eight to two. I believe the final score was seven two. I think. Was it seven two? Okay. It may be eight. Uh, I stopped. Uh, and then, and then game three today, we get the win for five, four final score. Five, four, um, five, four. Adley, yeah. Adley hits a lead off tank opposite field over the wall. First Oriole to ever the, do it. I think that's the first opposite field lefty home run. What do you mean? Like over the wall. I think it's the first lefty 
home run. Opposite oh yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Uh huh. Insane. And I, 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 is he the first Oriole to homer over the new wall, or have we had one already? I saw, I saw people Wait, saying. No, I'm just saying, like in general, first Oriole to do it. He's he's the first lefty to go opposite field, right? That's what I saw on Twitter. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Because. I saw I saw some there was a tweet that was like first Oriole to do it. And I was like, wait a minute, what? They were probably referring to the lefty side, but I think it's the first in Camden Yard since they moved it back, the first opposite field home run that direction. Uh, I believe Shohei hit one. I don't think so. I think Shohei pulled all of his. Did he? Because I was at a game in the bullpen area. I okay, maybe you're right. Because I was at I was at the game, the day game that he hit the home run. And I thought Yeah, that was that was toward the bullpens. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, so Adley hits a leadoff that home run. My- that Adley hit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ryan Mountcastle continues to just be walking on the fucking oh sun. Oh, my God. What, what's his history cat now? 11 games? 12 games. 12 games. Ryan O'Hearn had a clutch double. Uh, James McCann is starting to get hot a little bit, which I think is good. Keeps so, Adley off of his so feet. I don't think James McCann is getting hot. I think he's just getting lucky. Like, like, the first half of the season, he was just hitting hard balls at people. He was just getting that, like, really – unlucky non okay. he wasn't getting rewarded i just think now he's getting the games starting back. To fall. i just think he's he's actually kind of like i know he's batting like 200 i think just now yeah it's not great i think that that i would i'm curious of what his like his ops is or his um his like batted ball percentage like he's hit he's played decent like i'm not when i see him catching i'm not pissed at all yeah yeah no, he's I'm the same way. Better defensively than Adley too. I oh think. no, I I could not disagree more. I like Adley's had a rough year behind the plate. Stats show it. I think the only thing that he struggled with is caught stealing. Like everything else, you watch you watch him. First of all, his mechanics are so much better coming coming from a a, a catcher. His mechanics are just like it's night and day compared to James McCann. Second of all, like his his framing is better. His blocking is better. Like I think Adley does everything better than James McCann behind the plate, except throwing out runners. And I think the I've difference in stats with Adley this year alone. I think the difference in stats is just the sample size, the sheer volume of Adley behind the plate. Because defensively, I don't even think it's close. Adley's better than James McCann. James McCann's solid backup. He's not. He's not better than Adley. I think James McCann could and will be a starting catcher in the next two years. I would agree with that. I don't Not know what his here. deal is here. I don't know. I don't know if it's a two-year or one-year deal. Well, we got him from the Mets. I would imagine it's a one-year if the Mets were willing to part with him in a year no, that they were no, supposed it's not. to be good. It, he, they, they, the Mets still owe twenty-four, and we got him for two. Yeah, so it's twenty-four million dollars still left on his contracts. The Mets are paying nineteen of it, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that that's what the. So we have one more year of him. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, he's who was our who was our catcher last year? Was it Pedro Severino? Anthony, fuck it, yeah, Bamboon or Severino. Um, I think that was it. Yeah. Mm. Um, but anyway, well, Severino so that was, was unplayable last year. He was he was yeah, like downright disrespectful to the game of baseball. Um, but that was the Astros series. Take one out of three. Could should have been two out of three. But anyway, we don't get swept first or uh, avoid the sweep for a seventy six straight series, which I know Scott hates, but. You avoid the sweep against a really good team. That's, you know. Yeah. And you should have won. It felt it feels very similar to the Atlanta series here earlier yes. this year. That like, but I think the Atlanta one feels a little better because they just got beat in those games. They didn't really beat themselves. They just hard hardly got beat. Whereas it felt like the Astros one, they kind of beat themselves a couple of times. So 
it is what it is. Yeah. Um, before we move ahead with the Orioles, I want to go back uh, to the to the Mets series last week. You were at the game Friday night. Holy shit. That game Friday night. Tell me about may, it. May have been the most electric I've ever felt Camden Yards. That place was packed. It was a late crowd, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Very late crowd. It kind of came in late. By like the third inning, I was like, where the fuck is everyone? I, I think I even sent a group message. I was like, this is a disappointing Friday night crowd. But it, you by, did like, say the that. Fourth, by the fourth inning, place was packed to the gills and then when westberg hit that bomb out the center field which was the, a fucking tank by the, the way place erupted erupt it went nuts it was so oh god i love that place so much dude i love that place so much i saw i saw your your snapchats and and your videos and stuff from when you were there and i was a little bit jealous because it did look like a fucking great crowd like it was an awesome friday night crowd yeah it was awesome friday night you're it bucks back in the building right so you're expecting oh, the a little montage crowd. they did for him oh my. i didn't see it was it good i didn't see oh it on twitter my or anything. god it got me a little dusty eyed and then him sitting there did you see his reaction no they like he did the classic buck where he had like both of his arms up on the railing kind of had his yep. head tucked away a little bit yep. with his head down i think i was wa- i watched him because i was right behind home plate and i was kind of like watching him and I think Pete Alonzo went up and kind of like rubbed them in the back. I think they know, like, I think this place meant something to him, dude. I think 100%. Absolutely. I think it meant, did. Like, more so than his other places. Like, I think, I think, like, I'd be silly to say, like, oh, well, Arizona, too. But, like, I well, think and the like, Yankees, I mean, he he had a big And he, hand and he in managed those the Rangers, too, right? Pretty sure maybe, that was his last maybe. one before coming here. Was it? I thought he was a Yankee before he came here. Uh-uh. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. But because he was with the Yankees when they were real ass. Okay. Before they got Jeter. And, um, but no, was dude, that long awesome. ago? He, he gave, huh? Was, was he the manager of the Yankees that long ago? Yeah, it was, a, it was a while, but he's been managing for freaking ever. Well, I mean, yeah, he's old as balls. Come on, dude. Come on. Come on. <laughs> but anyway, so it was, it was good Friday night. Great, great crowd, great game, great energy. It was awesome. It was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and then Saturday night was the honoring of the 1983 World Series. That team. felt like, I think they did it in 2014. They did an honorary 19. I think it was the 78 team. Is that what the year was? Uh, or was it 70? I thought it was in the 60s. 74, maybe. I think it was 74. I know they won one in the 70s. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Sure. And they were. It was. It just reminded me of a game. Remember that game where they they did like the honorary game in 2014? They were wearing the one with like the stick bird, and mm-hmm. it, it was like the black font with like the cream jerseys. Do you remember those? Yes, yes. And, and the, the the picture of Manny and Brooks. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, that one. And they dominated that game, mm-hmm. like dominated. And I was like, I, it felt very similar to that night, which was cool. Yeah, I didn't even remember that until you just mentioned it. Yeah, that's a very good point. It did feel very reminiscent of that. But my parents and my brother and sister were at I that game that. Saturday. So cool. And they said, like my dad especially, my dad was like, it was unlike anything he's ever experienced in Canada. It's a very he's, different crowd right now. It's very cool. Yeah. And he was like, even even compared to the 2012 uh, playoff run that we had, like him and I were at the games against the Yankees in Camden Yards in that 2012 uh, playoff series. And he was like, it was, the crowd was better than that. Like it was, everybody was on its feet. Felt like it felt, I don't know how it's many people were there. crowd, I think now. I think the, mm-hmm. the crowd's back with the buck era they were they were pulling with that old weaver crowd with having him yeah. kind of similar to earl big home run game and it was like the, it was like the old 80s team so i think they were trying to pull to them and i think this team it feels very similar to the ravens like it feels like they're trying to pull our generation a little bit and the younger generation that i think we're just rowdy you know what i mean we're, we're ornery well yeah we are we're you know we're dipshit kids 
There's but, a little more alive at the ballpark than those old geezers. <laughs> sure, sure. But anyway, but Saturday hey, hey, was. Say, but hey, make sure American Dream's still alive, still alive, still alive. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and Saturday, only in America, mind you. Saturday was an absolute electric factory. Took game two. Uh, also, shout out to my parents. They got me an Eddie Murray bobblehead. Right I can't there. see it. It's right there. I, I can't see it, but that's nice. Anyway, uh, yeah, they got me one. Uh, great crowd. Hey, you and, know, it's awesome. I mean, not as cool as the Eddie Murray giveaway, but I got the City Connect poster, which is dope. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Which, I, of course, I did, because I've been a supporter of them since day one. Yeah, you have. You fuckers. Good for Remember you. what everyone was saying? Those things were cursed, you losers. God. Not everybody. I did not. Ironically, it's the same person who. Same two people. Yeah. 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 Uh, so they get out, <laughs> they get out and they win game two on the uh, 83 World Series honoree night. Um, and then Sunday afternoon, they get the sweep, sweep the Mets at home. That was obliteration. I mean, like at some, at one point I felt bad. I was like, this I did is too, actually, I was like, oh, this baby, is Buck. bad. Poor Buck. That team's so bad. I was, there was a Mets fan in front of me when I was getting hot dogs in the, the third inning. And, um, he was wearing a, um, he was wearing a Scherzer Jersey. And I was like, he like, we like made eye contact. I was like, damn sure. dude. I was like, I was like, how you feeling? And he was just like, numb just numb <laughs> like and he said it the most like we know the feeling like the most queen's accent i've ever heard he was so new york he was like just numb numb he's like i don't even care anymore i was like <laughs> damn dude he goes, he goes i'm sure you can relate i was like i can, I can. yeah that poor bastard but anyway so yeah we get the sweep uh the story of that series really was just how fucking mate or excuse me not mateo westberg westberg continues to, to play well feels like he's, he's starting so to get the hang of it He's so heady. He's so clear. He's just, he's just real good. I love Jordan Westberg. And I don't, I don't know how many hits or anything. I know. I think he had a couple in this series against the Astros, but that Mets series, Gunnar Henderson is just a man possessed. On Saturday is, night, his lead off his, his home run he hit. Uh-huh. I looked at dad, right? His at bat started. And I said, Gunnar feels like a guy that doesn't, he has that Bryce Harper thing where he kind of elevates and kind of takes the moment by the, by the balls. And yep. I said, he, he fouled back a ball and it looked like he was swinging out of his shoes. And I said to my dad, I was like, next pitch, he gets the hit. He's launching one, the center field. And my dad was like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Literally. I got up to let Jim out, turn around launch the ball, essentially the center field. And I was like, he, it, it, I had the same feeling I had when Bryce was in the NLCS against the Padres and he just fucking yacked that ball, the opposite field to take him to the world series, essentially. Like I knew I just knew he was going to hit a bomb and I had to watch it. So Gunner as is, soon as is a beast, dude, I did. I did the same thing. So I was at uh, Bethany boathouse with uh, the big crew that we were with. And I was just sitting there. Everybody was having, you know, their own conversations. I was just kind of by myself trying to watch the game a little bit, right. As right. it started, you know, taking it all in. Uh, one of my buddies got me a Miller light, had a, a nice 16 ounce Miller light for you. I felt I like Brother, I had a 24 ounce at the game. Two nights oh, you ago. went for you went for the for the Miller Varsities. I didn't know they were the big old boys, and I got myself and Caitlin's uh, boyfriend one. Whoo! I was buzzing. Oh yeah, because I already had two. Uh huh. But yeah, so then and then I saw Gunner hit that bomb, and I lost it. It was awesome. He's but awesome. yeah, he I I'm I'm excited Adley's to see him play in October. Right now, Adley's, Adley's starting to put it together. Yeah, lead off Adley's a different man. I like it. I, I was skeptical at first, but I like it now. He feels like since the break in the best way, since the derby, he's hitting for some more power. Yes. It agreed. looks like his swing has a little bit more of a launch, which is weird because 
before the break, he was doing that one little weird swing in his lefty where he was getting real out on his front leg and kind, kind of, of remind like, me of kind of reminded me of like Ichiro, like that sweat. Sort yeah, of it was like lefty, a weird swing. I was weird. like, gross. I was like, stop doing that. Like it was getting Stay in the box. A bit. Right. Yeah, he was like spinning out of the box and shit. It was mm-hmm. weird. Um, and no, dude, he looks he's looked real good. And and then if Mouncey can get going, we get Seti back here. Like Aaron Hicks will presumably be coming back sooner rather and, than later. And I like Hicks in the state he will be in once he comes back. Not an everyday like as, a, as a depth platoon. Yeah, heck yeah, yeah. Come in off of you know the, the pinch hit for O'Hearn and he's yeah, a switch bat. Yep. Yeah, hell yeah. All Absolutely. Right. Uh, so last thing I had on the Orioles that I wanted to touch on their upcoming road trip. So they're gone for a while. They're gone for a week and a half. Two weeks. Yeah. So they have, they have nine games on the road, all in the West coast. So they start in Seattle. Then they go to San Diego. Then they go to Oakland. Easy. Yeah. You've got to find a way to go. If you can go, if you can go six and three, I think that's a very successful road trip. Yeah. I was going to say, you got to win. You got to find a way to win two in the first six. You gotta steal a game in both, and then you gotta. I think you gotta sweep Oakland. So then it could that gets you at what six and four or five and four. I think if you can go five and four on this trip, you're good. I agree. Yeah, above five hundred. You know, like uh, like uh, what's his name? Ryan Ripken says, uh, win series and don't get swept. So if the, if you can if you can come out of a nine game road trip above five hundred, I think that's great. But yeah. ideally, I, I think you want to be you want to be looking at six and four. Or six and three, excuse me. Six and three on this road. It's tough though, dude. Like Seattle's playing good. Yeah. San Diego's been ticking up. I mean, those are not they never really play I, I, great. I, they never really play great in Seattle, too. Like I think if you could steal one each side, you're you're looking good. No, believe me, I hear you, man. But you know, we're a good team too. And at some point we gotta start playing against these playoff teams like we're a playoff team. And you know, you gotta they win these up, though. They've, they've I know, won, I know, but you they've know won you, the you, most games in baseball against teams over five hundred. You know, I know, my dad got to chill with that shit. I know. I'm just saying, man. Like, I love him to death. He called, me, he called me today, and he was like, "I, you know, they struggle against these. I'm like, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> like, they don't. I love you, dad. Like, they don't. It's just, look, the, 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 the three series to this point that I circle for this team, and I get it Mets, in a long season. I'm sorry. No, Braves. no. Braves, Dodgers, and now the Astros. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, that that is fair. I would say those are the three premium teams. But to that extent, I think those are the three premium teams like i get it i get it but that's two just, of them two of them are in the nl so you really won't have to worry about yeah it. yeah, yeah, yeah. sure sure i'm just looking at like where i want this team to be and where i think they're capable of going and hey, those are the teams hey, you got to compete hey, with i would rather lose a series in august versus october baby that's absolutely without question without question uh, all right, that's it on the Orioles. Uh, baseball season, we are we got what two months left in the season, God, month and a half. So, I was looking at the calendar the other day because I really want to go to Camden and get photos, like go take some pictures okay. and shit like that. And I'm like, kind of ideally, I want to go during like a weeknight game that there's not a ton of people and I can sure. maybe take both my lenses and not have to like walk sure. like this. But I think the only time I'll be able to go is maybe Colorado Friday night and then maybe in the September. Was- but I would like to go. But I would like to go kind of almost like not with people. So I'm not like leaving. I'm like, I'm going to go take pictures. Like right, almost, get, right. almost get standing room only tickets and then just find an empty seat. But on a Friday, it's not going to happen. So I might just well, have to go with Kirk. And I mean, against the Rockies, against the Rockies, you might, you know, because yeah. they stink. Yeah, they do stink. And it's not like a fun team to watch. So right. but regardless, I got to go and get these picks done. I have to. No, I was going to text you guys in the group chat. I'm thinking about going to either that Friday or Saturday game against the Rockies because the Friday night is I think it's the Orioles Maryland flag giveaway. Oh, cool. 
And then I think that Saturday is the Felix Batista bobblehead night. So I'm going to, I'm going to try and get to one of those games if any of you guys want to go. But honestly, dude, if you, if that Friday night we do end up going or even Saturday for that matter, and you want to take picks, I'll fucking sit and watch the game by myself. I don't care. But yeah, we could do that. But anyway, so that's the Orioles. Uh, Let's move on to football. Scott, it is, it's football season. It's officially football season. Officially. I mean, I, I, I said to Kristen, I said, Hey, love, you got three more weekends of me until I get deployed. And then I'm 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 back on sicko war mode. I'm ready. I'm a, I'm gonna become a, I'm gonna become a different human. And she looked at me like, "Shut the fuck up." I was like, "Look, I'm gonna come back. Just a different person after this." And and once college football starts, I'm all in. Sorry, weekends You're are done. Ship that. So, so enjoy enjoy your time with me now. I was like, and hey, listen. Also, Saturday morning's probably gonna be playing golf. I'm gonna probably like, I'm gone. You won't, you won't have me, dude. We're we're knocking on the door of 8 a.m. Saturday morning tea uh, times, right? Listening to college game day uh, on the course, college slate from 11 to midnight on Saturdays. Oh, it's the best. The Waking up, best Sunday morning, full slate of football, dude. But dude. Like then you get the Friday night games that are just oh. that are also kind of sweet. Like, god damn it. Oh, I we're gonna wait. get Mondays, we're gonna get Thursdays, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, football, all, and then you get playoff birds. I just see CJ just threw a really bad pick, by the way. Yes, he did. Yes, he but did. yeah, man, we are here. It's football season. Uh Hall of Fame game was last Thursday. We are currently watching the Texans and the Patriots play. Um Preseason week one. It's officially the start of the season. It is such a football. I was talking, funny enough, I was talking to Dylan Keenan yesterday, actually. Oh. And um, we were talking about how much football is just straight up kick. Like, like I'm watching like not the even close. Texans versus the New England Patriots preseason week one game, and I was, like, excited for it. Mm-hmm. It's king, dude. I don't know what to tell y'all. It's king. I'm with you. I there, there's you're not going to get a single argument out of me. Um, but yeah, football's back preseason week one. The Ravens have a fucking game this weekend. If you're listening to this, we are less than 24 hours away from a Ravens game day. And mm. I can't wait. We got uh, we got the Philadelphia Eagles coming to town on Saturday night. Both your teams. I. If I could slap you through the Internet. I'm tired. You're you're out here. You're out here sharing Philadelphia Phillies propaganda on Facebook. It's not even it, no, it's Vans propaganda. No, I did it? I saw. You want to know what happened? I was scrolling on Twitter or on Instagram. I saw a player was wearing Vans, and I just hit share. It happened to be the goddamn Philadelphia Phillies. But I'm also not like a soft like. Oh well, it's little, so I'm not gonna share it. Like people who won't go see Barbie because it's quote unquote woke. Like no, I think it's cool, awesome. I'm gonna share it. God damn it. Right. Uh, but anyway, so we got the Eagles coming to town. Um, I, there's nothing to talk about with this game because nobody's playing. Harbaugh came out and said today after practice, um, Lamar Jackson and other starters are not going to be playing, which fine. So, Keep them all so off. So like Zay isn't playing? So I think Zay will play a little bit because he's a rookie and I'm sure they want to see him out there. You know, he's 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 a rookie and albeit he's probably going to be a starter for this team. He was a first round pick, but you got to see him out there. You got to let him get reps. Hey, so are we like freaking out about his hype? He's getting that camp. No, but I'm I'm being cautious about it. I don't want to let myself get too bought in. 
So I am. I'm all in because I love <laughs> well, you. You've been all in since January. Like, I love him. I said to Kristen, I was watching it. By the way, the Ravens wired. Wow. This week. Real good. But I there was like a little hype video the other day for like the trailer for it. And like there was like a video of him like trotting out. And Kristen was like, your face, you just lit up. I was like, was it Lamar? I was like, no, it was Zay Flowers. She was like, oh, wow. I was like, yeah. I love them. I love them to pieces. Need you to get a four tarp. I, I, yeah, I, I need it. I need one. I'm, I'm kind of waiting for Dix to get them in, but they're all Bateman, Odell, yeah. and Lamar. Um, I'm sure they'll pop in eventually. I'm getting one of like the team store ones. Like I'm not, I'm not messing around getting a China one where the font's that big. Like, well, all right. Anyway, no comment. No, uh, but no, you gotta get I, one. Whenever I order from DHgate, it they look like ass. Really? I've gotten everything from DHgate, AliExpress, all of it, and they all came out really good. I might I, I might go to AliExpress. I've had bad luck with, with DHgate. Okay. But, yeah. And I like those better because they're all embroidered. Like, it's not like the iron-on number yeah. and shit yeah, yeah, yeah. that you got to deal with. Well, but, the ones that I got from DHgate, it's just the outside of the eight, and it's not like the inside of the numbers. That's weird. You know, and then like the patch on the side is just like yeah. an ironed on like velvet. Like it's ugly. Like it's a piece of shit patch. That's really weird. Yeah. You got to give it, a, you got to give it another shot. I'm sure you'll be fine. I will. Cause I want, I want football jerseys, but like, I, I just, I have such bad luck with them and then they take forever to get here. So I'm just like, meh. Yeah. And plus, I mean, the last jersey you bought was John Morant. So you want to talk about bad luck with jerseys. I looked at that the other day. Remember the scene <laughs> when Toby Maguire looks up at his card? Yes. Man? I, it's literally, I was like, do I take it to Goodwill or like, what do I do? I'm going to keep it because I'm still, I'm still, a I was going to say, you got to, you got to, you got to let him redeem himself. You got to let that thing just sit until his redemption. And then you can yeah. be like, I've, I've been here. I've been by his side. So yeah, yeah. but well said. you want to talk about bad luck. I get it. I get it. Um, Really the biggest thing that came out of Ravens camp this week, uh, Broderick Washington got extended, Um, which I don't know if you have any opinion on it. I saw it. And I, at first I was like, okay, cool. He got paid, sure. Uh, but then I started to think about it, and I think it's actually a, like a really smart move. So after this season coming up, the only roster D lineman we have on the team is Travis Jones. So not a great spot to be in. But over the last like two years, and really especially the end of last season, Broderick, uh, Broderick Washington rather played very, very well. Like he was all over the field. He was getting more snaps. He was doing really well with those extra snaps. So I think this is the Ravens being like, hey, we saw what you did last year. You've you've continuously improved over the last couple seasons. So we're going to give you a contract now, betting that if we didn't, your price would be higher four or five months from now. Right. Because I think it's it's smart for two reasons. One, that one that I just mentioned. And also, I think they're expecting Justin Matabike to have a really, really good season, which Beaks, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I've, I've, I've sang my praises for Beaks over the last few years. I think the only they one that let Kale. Justin Matabuike with like the U in there. You are. You are the only one that likes to say that. <laughs> um, but no, I've sang his praises. I've been a huge Justin Matabuike fan for a while. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason they were comfortable letting Calais Campbell go. Is like obviously you have the veteran leadership and the veteran presence that you get with Calais that you don't really get with anyone else, but as far as output and capability in stopping the run, getting to the quarterback from the interior, I think they're comfortable with what they're going to get out of Justin Matabike. So I think they're saying, Hey, we'll pay Broderick Washington right now. They paid, it was very cheap. Like it was a three-year deal, 17 and a half million, I yep. think was the ceiling 10 guaranteed. 
expecting that Justin Matabike's price as the season goes on, Matabike, as the season goes on, is going to be expensive. So maybe it's a thing where they're like, hey, five, six weeks in, if Matabike's tearing it up, we pay him whatever he's worth. That way we have Matabike, we have Washington, and we have Travis Jones all set for the next Mm -hmm. three, four years, whatever it may be. But yeah, I, I like the move. Um, I still think I would like a little bit more depth on the D line, whether it's interior or on the outside. Um, and that may be on the way uh, because the news came out, I believe Wednesday. Um, J- J- Davion Clowney was in the building. And according to Josina Anderson, I haven't seen anything outside of that, but according yeah, to Josina Anderson, there, yeah. we offered him a contract and Man. he's, he's taking time to mull it over. Man. I was talking to my buddy. I was talking to talking to Tim Kane at the gym yesterday about it. I I think I would prefer Kyle Van Noy. Mm-hmm. One because Kyle Van Noy has won Super Bowls and he just he knows what it takes and I think that's what we need at this point with this team. I think they'd be around the same price too, so I don't think you'd really have to stretch more for one or the other. Um, but I understand that Kyle Van Noy is a little bit of a different type of player on the edge. He he's more of a you know defend against the pass and he'll rush the passer if and when needed. Whereas Jadavion Clowney is like strictly get to the quarterback. So I, I get there's differences there, but I said to my buddy, Tim, I don't hate it because obviously if they're comfortable offering him a contract, McDonald sees something in his game yeah, yeah. that I mean, he can work it, like, with. I'm not going to be like, ew, what an awful sign. I'm just like, man, they yeah. really do tons for me excitement wise. And plus, you know, he's not going to be the, the starter. Like you have Ojabo, you have uh, David, um, Adafe Owe, blank on right. that for a second there. Cause you know, He's been on a milk carton for the last year and a half. Right. Like you have, you have some of these guys, Tyus Bowser will be back at some point. We just don't know when. Yeah. So you have, you have guys, you don't know, or you know that Jadavion Clowney is not going to be needed to be the starting guy, but you know, he's been in the league for what? Nine years, 10 years. He's a vet. Yep. He's been there, done that. So I wouldn't hate it. No, I, I, I wouldn't hate it either. It's just it's not going to get I'm not gonna feel anything in my plums with it, you know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't doesn't get my rocks off. No, no. But I uh, hope I'm more. I mean, God, I hope I hope he does stuff like if he gives me Justin Houston production, then fucking awesome. But absolutely, absolutely. Then, if he can be Justin Houston, man, which I think he actually is a little bit more athletic than Justin Houston. So if we can get out of him, what we got for Justin I Houston? Feel like sure. Houston should just retire to Raven, man. Like I don't like that he's playing for Carolina. It bothers. Yeah, me. yeah. I mean, I didn't love seeing him in in the in the Panthers gear either, but. You know, if he wants like the ball, it feels like he Calais and um, who was the other guy that they were showing? There was a picture grid today. Was it Marcus Peters? Yeah, those three. Like, I feel like they could have brought them all back. And uh, uh, hey, hey, I'm most disappointed about not bringing Marcus Peters back. Me too. That's the one, especially just because the depth isn't there, and it's just like, damn. And there's there's nervous. still time. There's still time. I think uh, Jeff Z tweeted out we have two open roster spots, so. He said veteran uh, edge and veteran corner are the two that are most likely and make the most sense, which obviously. Um, so there's still time to add somebody. But season, a little trade for a little cornerback help. Jair Alexander, welcome to the Ravens. How are you? Trent? If we get Jair Alexander, I'm going to punch someone in the mouth. Uh, yeah, I'll be an absolute fiend. Because it'll probably happen around the same time the Orioles win a World Series, and I'll just be already on a burner. That'll be that'll be when I get arrested in your predictions. You're getting arrested this month. Are you involved in the Angelos? <laughs> no, I already declared that I wasn't. You sure? Yes. Then why are you going to prison? 
<laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> uh, some other talk out of Ravens camp. Um, your boy, Pat Ricard, is taking snaps at offensive guard. Fuck that, dude. I'm so done with him. <laughs> like, like. No, so here, hold on. Let me let me explain to you why I think this is actually like low key, very, 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 very smart on the Ravens' part. Um, so obviously Munkin is not going to use a fullback hardly ever, if at all. Thank Christ. Which, yeah, thank God. So we don't need him, but we have him on the roster because he's a good football player. Like, say what you want about him, he's a good football player. He's a good blocker. Obviously, he's he's one of the best fullbacks in the NFL. So I think them having him, letting him be versatile and be kind of like a emergency offensive lineman while mm-hmm. also having the capability to play fullback or tight end or whatever. I think it's smart because there's new like stipulations on how many positions or how many people of each position you can have on the game day roster. So if you can have one guy do two things that just opens up another spot. So I think it's, I think it's really smart. He's also, he's getting a chance to learn the blocking schemes and different sort of variations of blocking techniques in Munkin's offense from that point of view, because like I said, he's not going to be on the field nearly, nearly as much in both run and pass situations that he has been in the past couple of years. So getting him to understand the blocking schemes and stuff like that from an offensive line perspective and learn the offense kind of inside out, I think it's really smart. So I, I love it, honestly. Sure. I don't know like the ins and outs of football really to really understand like what you were just talking about, but like, <laughs> sure. I also, Man, I also think you couldn't give two shits less about Pat Ricard. No, I literally, I love you, dude. When you start talking about Pat Ricard, I'll be completely, I, I completely spaced out. I saw your eyes just glass over. I was like, all right, he's yeah, he doesn't care. <laughs> I was like, I don't give a shit about Pat Ricard and I won't care if I never see him play another snap for the Ravens. Like literally could not i won't celebrate but i also won't be sad if he was like kicked off the team for awful reasons. yeah that's fair that's fair uh another thing i didn't see this until you sent it to me but uh apparently tony gonzalez is saying a lot of really good things about charlie kohler which <laughs> i saw that and i literally was like he was like didn't he was have like, that on my bingo card tight end ever i'm like what yeah what did he what was the quote it was like it's he's the best rookie tight end i've seen in 15 years or something yeah i think like since um was it himself probably did he pull a cowl and say like yeah me do you remember that at camp when that kid he pulled he he pulled a he pulled a lebron and said it's the best i'm the best basketball player since baby lebron (laughs) or whatever lebron said do you remember at camp when cal said uh that kid asked him what baseball player today reminds you of yourself and he was like no one no, I don't remember that. Yeah. I remember somebody that. asking him that, and he 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 like took a while, and he said Corey Seager because of his size. Yeah, no, but yeah, no, I, I don't remember him saying me. Earlier. Some kid was like, "What player reminds you of yourself?" And Cal was like, scoffed. It was like, "No one." <laughs> I was like, "Damn, that's brutal." I was sitting but, next. To, uh, do you remember um, Corey? Do you remember, what was that his name? Corey. Yeah, uh, Brennan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. He goes. Corey goes. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he just had a kid not too long ago he actually did. Devin just started giggling of course he did <laughs> uh but yeah so charlie kohler apparently is going to be a hall of famer which that's tight um rashad so, bateman came so it was zay what? flowers supposedly well yeah according to peter king zay flowers is going to be the next randy moss he's been so excited about him I don't, which Peter King, wh- where is that coming from? Like, why, why is Peter King like driving the Zay Flowers bus? 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, he was at the camp a couple weeks. Uh, I think it was the first week, second week. And sure. I mean, I've been reading the same shit though, but like across the board, like people are like, Zay is looking different. Like, um, I mean, Hey, you don't get the name. Like Kyle Brandt said, you don't get the nickname joystick well, without, well, that's who, um, that's what Brandon Stevens said. Cause he, they've apparently been doing one-on-ones a good bit. And okay. uh, Stevens was like, they're like, what's it like covering Zay? And he like giggled. He was like, it's tough. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> he's like, it's, he's, he's, he's fast. I hate, I hate to put him in the same breath as, as this guy uh, because obviously like, Tyreek is a top three receiver in the league, but I think, I think, I think that that comparison's great. The way that Tyreek. So I've said this since Tyreek was a rookie, the way that Tyreek Hill runs, it is like a Tesla drives. It's don't think about it too much. Different thing. Yeah. Don't think about it too much. Cause it, 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 it you'll just hurt your brain thinking about it. But the way that a Tesla like can go from zero to Bam. 60 like that, yeah. it's just, there's no combustion. There's no engine doing whatever a fucking engine does. It's just, it goes. That's how Tyreek Hill runs. And his changing a direction is so fucking quick. It's like it doesn't even happen in front of you. Yeah. That's what I, that one clip of Zay in the slot and Odell outside when Odell faked the back shoulder. When Zay ran that little stick route, that's exactly what I thought of. I was like, I've seen Tyreek Hill do that exact same thing. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not here saying Zay Flowers is going to be Tyreek Hill. Sure. I'm just saying the type of athlete Daddy. and and runner that Daddy. Zay Flowers looks like. Reminds me a little bit of 10. That's all I'm saying. Hey, hey. And if he is, it's over. Mm -hmm. It's It's over. It's over. (laughs) Over. Like Kyle Brandt said, the fact that Zay Flowers is out buzzing Odell is nuts. Oh, yeah. Not just Odell, but Odell coming back on the field for the first time in over a year. Like, like out buzzing on big time. Haven't really heard much about Odell, to be honest with you. No, I feel like everything everybody's just kind of like Odell makes catches, Odell does what he does, and that's that. Yeah. But you're right, like he's he's coming off missing an entire season. You're you know, so um, but yeah, uh Rashad Bateman came back to practice. Huge. He was, he Huge. was running on an he was running on an uh an adjacent practice field, I think Tuesday, and then Wednesday came back to practice. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. Massive, massive I, to be honest with you. I didn't think we would see him in training camp. I'll be honest. I thought it was I didn't either where it's like he might it's possible he plays week one but like we don't see him so maybe like they don't and they just kind of ease him into the offense even if he was active he wouldn't be like a part of the game plan at all it would just be like but it's awesome way Dude, earlier than i thought we were i didn't gonna. i didn't expect to see him in camp either i thought i thought i didn't even think we were gonna see him week one honestly i thought it was gonna be like yeah. a week three week four thing we we get him back yeah you know so the fact that he's out there i don't i don't think nor do i want him to play in the preseason no Couldn't care less couldn't care less. Nope. As long as he's as long as he's in the playbook and he's taking practice reps and he can get the offense to be yep. ready for the regular season, that's all I'm worried about. He doesn't. Yeah. Need, the biggest thing with me is just him getting the offense and the routes and like I'm 100 moving in them. I don't give a shit how he does preseason wise. 100. 100. But yeah, man. Uh, like I said, not really a ton uh, going on with with training camp to talk about. Um, I saw some people, uh, Pat McAfee brought it up a little bit, not just singling out the Ravens because apparently it's a, it's a constant across all training camps, but uh, there's been a, a good amount of interceptions thrown by the Ravens offense in training camp, which I think not like you take, you take the aspect of learning a completely new system out of it. I think that's just usual because like they're installing plays and you have new guys at positions. So like, you're going to have fuck ups literally, and the yeah, defense, the defense is literally like that. Like, yeah, the the defensive principles. It's like okay, we're running a we're running a cover three, we're running a cover two man, we're running you know zero, we're running four, whatever it is. 
defensive principles are normally pretty standard across the league and everybody knows kind of what they're doing. It's just like a, Hey, you get the ball, you cover this guy, you, you yeah. whatever. Right. So the defense is naturally going to have an edge to start camp. Um, but I wrote this down specifically. I have a take on the Ravens defense. So I can't remember what day it was, but earlier in this week, maybe the end of last week, there were like 11 interceptions or something. Lamar had yep. thrown four. Josh Johnson had thrown a bunch. Huntley had thrown a couple. 10 or 11 picks, I think, at some point. I don't know. But I have a take on this defense. And I think we could potentially be the number one defense in the league. Like, not even, like, by far. What makes, like, honestly, like, like for, like, I'm not being a dick. Like, what? So I got to thinking about it, <clears throat> and the more and more I thought about it, and and I'm gonna preface by saying we have to stay healthy, like you know. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, that goes yeah. without saying all that shit, right? But I think I think Roquan having a full off season after last year to to understand McDonald's play calling, to understand his tendencies. I think Patrick Queen very much knows he's playing for a job. I think right? pa- I think PQ is having a massive season. He's playing for a job and he, he, like, he knows that, like, he just, he knows that. Right. Um, I think Marlon Humphrey, Mar- he'll never let it on, but I think at some point he has to see all the discourse of the people that the names that are getting placed above him after the year that he had last year. And at some point, like he's a human, he's a competitive person and he has to be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to ball Rocky sin. I think if Rocky sin can be a very serviceable number two and just not fuck up. And I think if Kyle Hamilton, if they use him the right way and him having a year under his belt, getting that first offseason after his rookie year is huge. I Marcus Williams is coming back, which also we forgot. He just missed like seven games in the middle of the season last year. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. I I think the ceiling for this defense is extremely high. Damn, that's I'm on the complete opposite. Like, I don't the secondary is freaking me the hell out. I'm a little bit worried about the depth. Yes. But I, I like, I think, I think it'll get addressed. And if not, I think John and Eric and these guys, McDonald are comfortable saying like, look, we drafted a lot of cornerbacks in the last couple of years, Pepe, Jalen Armour Davis, Caillou Pepe Kelly, today. Pe- Pepe did get hurt. Hopefully it's nothing serious. Um, Brandon Stevens, who doesn't really have a home right now as a position, really. One of these guys has to step up and be like, Hey, this is my spot. Like I'm taking my spot. So if they don't address it before the end of the preseason, then that's, I think, the route they're going to take, and I'm fine with that. But I really do think, like, the absolute best-case scenario, I think the ceiling for this defense is as high as you can think. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I'm not quite there yet, but I, I could, and I hope I'm fucking wrong. I just don't, secondary is freaking me out a little bit. That's fair. I also think, too, it's McDonald's second year call on the place. So yeah. I think he's, he's going to really be a little bit like more comfortable. At the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a little bit more comfortable. I think adding a guy like Trenton Simpson, who McDonald can just basically say, hey, you go here and do this. And then the next play, tell him something completely different. Like, I think so, having a guy like that who's so athletic and so versatile, kind of how he wanted to use Kyle Hamilton last year, I think that's going to be a big piece of it too. So I'm I'm very excited to watch this defense play. But obviously that 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 goes with all of the stipulations, you know, staying healthy, the depth not being a massive issue, yada, yada, yada. But like I said, I think the ceiling, the absolute roof for this this defense is very, very high. Interesting. All right. Yeah, that's fair. Um, outside of the Ravens, uh, the only other thing that I wanted to talk about with you, I don't know if you've watched it or not. Hard Knocks is back. 
I've not watched a minute of it yet. I'm interested to to get your takes on it, um, based off of how much screen time they gave your best friend Aaron Rodgers. But uh, <laughs> dude, it's crazy. So I was I was sitting there watching it Tuesday night, and I had my phone out. I was writing notes because I wanted to talk about it. Within the first ten minutes, literally the only thing that I could come up with is you and Aaron Rodgers. If you ever like met, stop. And it. if he if he wasn't Aaron Rodgers, like if I was Aaron Rodgers, you'd be best friends with him. That's nonsense. It's not. You guys are so similar. It's insane. Don't fucking say that. Jesus Christ. That's the worst thing you could say to me. Okay, maybe. Sorry, I'm going to walk that back. What I meant to say was you guys have so many common interests. It's insane. Like Like, what? Okay, so one, he's very big on like mindfulness, meditation, gratefulness, gratitude, right? Like like that. That's like his biggest thing. There was a there was, act like it. Jesus Christ. There, there was a there was a short clip. It got released on Twitter a few weeks ago, but there was a short clip where um, I think maybe it was Hackett or somebody was like, Aaron, you got anything for us? And he was like, he was like, no, man, this is my, you know, 18th training camp. It's my first with a new team. Like these days are going to get long. Some days are going to get hard. Appreciate the little things. Take some time to sit down and have lunch with somebody you've never spoken to before or somebody new. Uh, and he was like really just stressing, like appreciate the little things. That was like his big message. And I was like, "That's Scott." Whatever, dude. What, what are you trying? What are you trying to push? He's also very big into astronomy, which I know you are as well. I am. You know, moon, stars, and how that affects everything and whatnot. I am. Yeah, I am. Also parta- partakes in the vitamins, which I know you're a big fan of as well. Big multivitamin fan. Yeah, you got got to get them in. And my, I actually got to take my uh, my mag my nap. By magnesium this one today. There you go. I'm telling you, man. If Aaron Rodgers was wasn't Aaron Rodgers, you two would be lockstep. It's whatever, dude. I don't know what you're trying to say. <laughs> I'm just saying, you guys would be best friends. Uh, the other thing that I took, <laughs> he just got flipping me off. The other thing that I took away was, and again, you haven't watched it, but for anybody who has watched it, there was like a five minute sequence early on in the episode where. It just showed Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson going up against each other in practice. Oh, and I'm look. I'm gonna I'm gonna admit it. I I got shoved up. It was the coolest fucking thing for a football fan to see those two, arguably two of the best players at their positions in the NFL, not rookies, like in the NFL, go at it like that in practice. It was it was so cool. It was so cool. I saw that and I was like, we're looking at two Hall of Famers right there. Whoa! I said what I said. Whoa, brother! Whoa, now, I dude, I think I think Sauce is a top five corner in the game right now. Well, yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And um, another guy. Th- this is just kind of on a tangent, but Pac Man on uh, Pat McAfee show the other day, Pac Man Jones ranked his top five corners in the game right now, and his number one is interesting because it's also the guy that I think is number one in the league right now. Young guy, Pat Sertan. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's another guy who I think he could potentially be a Hall of Famer. Like I, he's yeah, unbelievable and he doesn't good. get talked about enough. But yeah, I think Sauce is right up there with Pat Sertan. I think he's that good. Hmm. But anyway, yeah, I'm I'm interested for you to watch Hard Knocks because I will watch it eventually. Um, yeah, just haven't had fucking time. That's fine. That's fine. Also, another thing they clearly didn't like Zach Wilson because <laughs> when when you see it, especially the defense. When you see it, there were multiple times where they mentioned like, hey, thank God we got Aaron Rodgers or like we don't have to worry about the quarterback situation or anything like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, Quinnen, Quinnen Williams, 
the fucking the their interior their D tackle that was like fourth overall pick or whatever a couple years ago literally pulled uh pulled the the mic in or the camera in and uh he he goes shout out to Aaron Rodgers for coming to help us out <laughs> looked oh, directly no. into the camera and said it it was awesome yikes that's brutal <laughs> yeah but anyway hard knocks episode 1 was good it's just i mean it's same thing every year just new team but i love hard knocks tells us that football's back all right that's all i got scott you got anything before we move on no no we're doing the draft we are doing the draft so it is time for our top five draft this week we are drafting top five sports uniforms of all time and we're doing it with a guest drafting with our boy georgie it's just so hard dude this was damn near impossible it was really difficult and i know i know i'm gonna miss something and i just have to wear it and like i'm aware i'm aware i went digging though we're both gonna miss i don't think I have anything on here that I wouldn't want to, so I am have it on here. We now welcome to the show making his wave podcast debut. Wow. Long time, not not a long time listener because he doesn't listen to the show, but Damn. long time That's subject that. of some of the shit that we talk about. Good friend of the pod, our guy Georgie. George, welcome to the show. Wow. Wow. Thanks for having me. It's yeah. about, time. about time you let me defend myself on some of the <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, you were you were you know you were giving us some shit for our, our draft picks, so it's I only right it. that we have you on to to do the draft. You know what the best part is? Is I didn't even prepare really. I have like a couple in mind. Oh, I'm shocked. So I mean, you did kind of prepare then, bitch. But like, I have a couple in mind. But like, if it gets picked, then I'm then I'm screwed. Right. Right. This one I did come prepared. I have I have a good bet. So because I love unis, unis are. Mm. Yeah. So I, I already know what number one pick you guys have in mind. So it doesn't even have to. You're going first. Oh, yeah, I'm you have first. the first overall pick. Yeah, yeah. Guess, guess goes first. I might have to play this strategically then because I know you're going to pick it. Hmm. Well, hey, you're you're on the clock, man. So you're you're. Right. We'll, we'll get this one underway. Top five sports uniforms, George, officially oh, on the clock. Number one overall pick. Oof. I think I had. I got to go. Kelly Green. It has to be. Ooh, that's a good pick. Not necessarily. I I wasn't going to take it one one, but I definitely had it on my board. Who? Kelly Green. Eagles. What? 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 I, wow, uh, you're a Philly guy, dude. Wow. It had, no, no, it had to be done. No, it's wow. it, look. It's a good pick. I had it on my board. It's a good. Of pick. Of course you did. Fuck you, Scott. It wasn't on my board. It wasn't. Wow. Yeah. No, but I, I will be honest. I said the dance before we started. I knew there would be a jersey that gets mentioned. I'm like, oh shit, that's a great one. It's beautiful. It was either yeah. that or the the Phillies, the blue Phillies. Because I mean, yeah, there's there's blue Phillies. Blue. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, Philly guy. All right, Eagles, Eagles, Kelly Green, one one, good pick. Wow. Yeah, Scott, those are good. Scott, my you are one, officially on the board. My one is the uh, 1980 U.S. hockey jersey that they beat the Soviets in. Those are just the little white with the blue on the top shoulders with the block letter it just the little str- i'm also a sucker for hockey jerseys that have the strings on the yes, front of the sweater oh, i'm a big too. i'm a big sucker for those i think those look sweet so they're just the every best. uh every fourth of july i change my name on twitter to michael ruzioni with the picture from the movie <laughs> so yeah those are those are sharp i like those sweaters a lot those are good ones thank you uh all right good pick good pick so i got two here um, my first one 
this one, I this was an obvious one for me. It was the only one one in my opinion. The Chargers powder blue, specifically the original powder blues, the hmm. original powder, yeah. the Ladanian Tomlinsons, the Sean Merriman's, the original yeah. powder blues. Those are sick. Those were on my list. I, I got to do it. I got to do it. That's fair. So this is this this is where it gets a little tricky for me because I felt like the second round could go a number of different ways, but this is one that if it's not on either of your boards, if not both of your boards, I'll be a little shocked. I already know it. If you're picking them, I'm going to be pissed at you right now because this is my number two. Anaheim Mighty Ducks. God damn you it, fucker. Dante. You are a cock, dude. You're damn. the worst. You damn. are the worst. I, I knew, I knew. That George wasn't going to come on so I could get that on my board because I didn't think Dante would take it. Oh. You bitch. I, you look, I, I, I know I'm a very casual hockey fan at best. That I love these uniforms. Ever since I was a kid, these uniforms are awesome. Wow, I had I'm, to have them. I'm leaving. <laughs> Damn. My 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 draft is ruined. <laughs> Damn it. Wow. All right, Scott, you are on the board. Pick number two. My pick number two. This was tough. There's so many jerseys that I love. But every Sunday when I see it on the telly, I get real bricked. The Green Bay Packers home jerseys with the yellow and the, the green jerseys with the yellow helmet and G just looks beautiful. It's high up there on the board. I needed to take it. So that's my two. Okay. That's a good pick. Very love those very jerseys. Classic. I love them. Can't go wrong. Good pick. All right, George, uh, Eagles Kelly green was your first pick. You All have right. your second and third picks here. Here we go. Nineties jazz. Oh, good Ooh. pick! Like that's a good very pick. That good was on pick. my board. Good pick. Like Malone. Yes, yeah, those are sweet. Yeah. Nice, Stockton nice Malone. Yes. Yep. Nice pick. All that's right. a really. That is a very good pick. Very good pick. All right. All right. Your third pick. Third. I don't know if I should do this yet. I don't think it's going to reach back. It's bias. I don't know if I want to go biased. Oh, I have two bias. Ugh. Three. I'm trying to decide if I want to take them or not. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go all black Ravens. Ooh, okay. All right, good okay. pick. Black Ravens. Okay, no, that's a good pick. Good pick. That wasn't my Ravens one, but good pick. I know. I all was, right. I already know which one you like better, but I like the all black. The all blacks are sweet. Those are sweet. Is, is it me? Yeah, yeah, Scott, you were on the board. Third pick. On the this clock. one, this one, I'm so happy. I still have, and I'm thrilled. And it's another Raven or another another football one. Give me the 49ers white on white with that that bold Ooh. the the old school font. I love those. Those are the white just, throwbacks. Yeah, those are just insane. Those those are nuts. Yeah, so, I dude, those those are I they're some of my favorite throwbacks in the NFL. I love, I love those jerseys. I love those jerseys. Yep, good pick. Thank good you. pick. I I also had those on my board too. Um, okay, so this one I'm going to the NFL. Okay. I'm also going to a throwback. I'm interested to see your reactions on this pick. I already know if you if you pick this Dante, I'm never coming back on again. If the you... Buccaneers creamsicle uniforms. Nah, boo, stinky. Like, but I'm not talking about that one. You mean the Popeyes jerseys? Nice. <laughs> Popeyes. <laughs> no, I like that. No, like dude, those are those the, the the creamsicles are so sharp, dude. They are cool. They're cool. They're so clean. That's and these pick. new ones, like the revamped ones that they're unveiling yeah, this they look year, good. yeah, they look so damn good. 
No. Uh, so, all right. So I got <clears throat> I got the cream sickles for my third pick. For my fourth pick, this one's this one's tough. This one's tough. I could go a number of different ways with this one. Um, but I'm gonna kind of go in the same vein as George's second pick. I'm gonna go with the Vancouver Grizzlies throwback uniforms. Yeah, those are sweet. Nice. That's my fourth pick. Vancouver nice. Grizzlies. You know, the like the teal green, sort of aqua green, whatever that color is called. Yep. 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 That's what yep. I'm going with. Sweet. Yeah, I like those. All right, Scoot, you're back on the board. All right. So I think I can skip one of them because I don't think certain someone would do it. So I'm going to go and I'm going to be – there's one that I'm staring at and I don't want to take it because I think it's a reach. But I think <laughs> I think I'm going to fucking take it because I love them every four years when they pop up. The fucking Japan baseball jerseys are electric and I love them. And I think they're so cool. They got a cool color and they got good fonting. And when Otani wears that Jersey with the little Navy blue hat with the jet, it just, it looks sick. So I'm going to take a little bit of a reach there. I wanted to get a little bold with one of them. I wanted to take a nice little sleeper. pick. I'm going to take the Japan baseball Jersey. Okay. That's a good pick. I didn't have it on my board, but again, that was one that I like didn't think of. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Every time I see them, Every time, and I think also the pinstripes are cool, but I love like the cream color one that yes. was the, just the Japan on. I see a bunch of people wearing Otani jerseys of those around. I've seen like four of them this summer, and they're just so cool. They're so cool. So, are you taking the white or the navy? I'm, I'm taking no, they got like a cream one. Okay. It might be, it honestly might be the hold on, Japan baseball jerseys. It's, um, yes, it is. I'm sorry, it's their white pinstripes. Okay, white. The white pinstripe ones, yeah. Got it. All right, good pick. Good pick. Right. I like those. I like those. All right, George, you have your final two picks. All right. I'm going to have to show you this one, too, because I don't know if I can explain it. So it's a Chicago okay. Blackhawk jersey. Okay. And it's like a black with red and gray. Hold on. I'm going to flip I know, George, I know exactly which ones you're talking about. George, right I, I was trying to stay away from the Hawks because they're just such a scumbag organization. But I respect the pick. I respect so that. that's the that's the jersey. Yeah, I I did a I did a little Google search when I was putting my board together, and that I came across that I have never seen those, but it, they're, yeah, they're, they're good. They're, they're sweet. Good, good pick. They're from like the early two thousand tens. Good pick. All right, last pick. I'm going Tennessee Titans slash Oilers blue. Good pick, George. Good one. Good, good one. Pick. Good pick. All right, I, George. That's a that's a very solid list. Solid board. Solid list. I'm not I'm not happy with my one just because I did I I wanted to snag it before you guys did because you're Philly guys. But fuck off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> my next right, one. So Scoot, I'm last in, pick. I'm in between two right now, and I guess I can mention it as like an honorable mention. I'm gonna go. I have to. I have to pick up my boys. The white on white Ravens get me all horned up. They get me all really. The white on whites just they look so sweet with the white socks, the white pants, the white jerseys. I was in between that one and I'll this one's out of left field. Is the oh I guess hold on, I'll wait for if Dante takes it, then I'll mention it. But that's my five. I'm gonna take the the white on white ravens. I love those. Okay. Okay. I dude, my my board is wide open right now. Yeah, mine was wide open. I that's almost was tough because like I had too many of my options I wanted. Yeah. This is this is this is really hard for me. Um, fuck. fuck. 
All right. Um, I'm going to do it. The Maryland script football uniforms. I thought about it. <laughs> I thought about it. At least. Yep. yep. Maryland football script. I, it's just, it, they're so clean. They're coming back with the white yeah. helmet and the script writing and the red with the yellow accents on the Jersey. It's so sweet. sick. So sick. So I'm going Maryland's football script uniforms with my nice. last pick. Nice. Um, nice. All right. Good draft. Uh, so I'll, I'll just recap it real quick. George, you had Eagles, Kelly green, nineties, Utah jazz Ravens, all black, the Chicago Blackhawks, alternate black sweaters and the Titans slash Oilers. Solid list. That is a solid like list. It. Nice I job. Like solid list. I like it. Scoot. Scoot. You had the 1980s U S hockey Olympic jerseys, the Packers homes, the 49ers white on white alternates. Japan bass, uh, excuse me, baseball, WBC, the white WBC uniform, and the Ravens white on white. Solid list. Thank you. Wow. My five was the Chargers OG powder blue, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, Bucks creamsicle jerseys, Vancouver Grizzly throwback jerseys, and the Maryland football script. What are you laughing at? I have two like white on whites. Damn it. <laughs> no, you have like three. Oh. <laughs> well, hey. oh, shit. Yeah, I do. Well, hey, you, you know, you Sorry. took what you liked. Right. Well, I'm a little upset. I knew I should have went Mighty Ducks first overall. I knew. I it. know. I'm. I'm. I, I didn't it. think there was a chance Dante was good. I was worried you were going to take it, but the Mighty Ducks. That one hurt. That one hurt. I knew it was on both your lists, so I had. That's, to have a, it. that's like a draft winner. That's a stealer. It is. Well, I mean, we'll we'll find out. We'll find out in the next couple of days. But uh, all right. So honorable mentions. Any that we missed. I have a. I have a ton. So UNC basketball was one that I, I think that one on there. was a big miss. I uh, George, I thought maybe this would be on your radar, but Argentina's soccer, the light blue. I have it on there too. Yep. I have um, the Notre, Notre Dame green football yep. uniforms. I had I that on sure my list. Take that. I almost did with my last pick. I almost did. Um, I have the, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals, the blue yep. throwback yep. uniforms. I, I had those yeah. on there. The A's throwbacks with the really bright yep. green and yellow. Yeah, that's why. That was the one I almost took on my last one. I almost took it. Yep. I had um, the Astros throwbacks. I don't know what they're called exactly, but like I hate the them. layered. Oh, really? Yeah, I hate them. They're oh, I like those. The L.A. Rams blue and gold, like the Kurt Warner era. Yeah, yeah Rams yeah, yeah. jerseys. I almost took that with my last pick, just because I think they're super clean. The uh, the eighties. And, and like early '90s Patriots uniforms, like the red, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I had those on my list. Uh, I just had the 49ers home, the red and the gold, just the straight home uniforms. Had those on there. Purple Toronto Raptors throwbacks that uh, that Vince Carter wore in the dunk Dude, contest. Those those should have been drafted, in my opinion. Those are sick. That that I feel like that was a big miss. I it was I thought miss. about taking them, but I didn't want to go too basketball heavy. Yeah. Same with same with the the throwback Detroit Pistons with the 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 metal horse from mm-hmm. the '90s. All I had those on there. Sick. Yep. Um, O2 Dude. Maryland basketball when when Juan Dixon when they won the national championship. I had Love those. those. Love those. Georgetown basketball with Allen Iverson. I had those. Um, the Seahawks throwbacks that they're bringing back this year. I had those on there because I feel like those are just sweet. Um, and then the last one, I'm surprised neither of you took it. Uh, the 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 red white and blue with like the stars on the shoulders the caps uniforms yeah yeah I, they were on my board I just couldn't quite reach to get them couldn't quite yeah. do it yeah I figured I, with my USA pick it would be too similar yeah yeah that's fair that's fair what about you guys do you have any that we missed 
One that I definitely thought was kind of surprised. They're simple, but they're so sweet. Are the Dodgers? I love the yeah. Dodgers jerseys. Those are sweet. The, Dodgers and then the, are last, clean. the other one that I really wanted to, but I just again couldn't quite get were the old Redskins and like football team jerseys. Those mm. were just like the 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 red or like the maroon or the burgundy yeah. with the yep. gold pants are just every time I think of those jerseys, I think of uh, RG3 running down the, the yes. sideline streaking into the end zone. Just so cool. Those are sweet. Yep. Yeah, those are good ones. George, what about you? Any that we missed? I think you had like literally the rest of my list. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> can't can't give me shit for this one. Oh, USC yeah. football too. USC football. Those are just yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. those West are. Coast those... game. You do turn. It's just beauty, beauty. Mm. Every time I see the red and gold, I think back to that 06 Rose Bowl against Texas. Reggie Bush and Matt Leiner mm. uh, versus Vince Young. That game, yeah. man. Vince was my guy. Loved Vince. Vince Vince was electric. Him and Reggie Bush on the same field was just crazy. So nuts. Um, all right. Well, anyway, good draft. George, thanks for joining us. Uh, yep. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. So, George, feel free to stick around. But last order of business that we always do. Scott, give me your shout outs for the week. I only got one, and I kind of mentioned it earlier. The Ravens put out their little wired uh, like documentary for week one of, of training camp. Just got me so fired up. I watched it right before I fell asleep last night. I almost couldn't fall asleep because my blood was pumping so much. I'm so juiced up. Can't wait for this football season. I can't wait. So same, excited. same. I'm very pumped. I'll have to watch that wired then if it's that good. It's good. Uh, George, do you have a shout out that you'd like to share with us for the week? Oh, yes, he does. No, I'll shout out Todd actually because you know we get shit on all the time. Wow, what you you fucking boomer? So I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out Todd. You know. Losers, band, band of brothers, you too. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll have to have all four of us on and do a draft at some point in the next coming weeks or months. That would be fun. Definitely. Getting Todd's getting Todd's old ass takes on things. Yeah. Oh, I like Game Boy Plus. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So I have I have two shout outs this week. One, uh, I should have mentioned this last week, but I forgot to. Uh, Chris Henry Jr., son of Chris Henry, the guy who played for the Bengals years oh, ago. Yeah. Uh, I forget when he died, but obviously everybody knows the the story of how of him dying years ago. Um, his son, Chris Henry Jr., just committed to Ohio State to play football. And this is kind of like a tandem shout out because Pac-Man Jones has basically like taken over his like being his dad ever since Chris Henry passed because they played together in Cincinnati at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to shout out them. It's a really cool story. If anybody's interested, go read on it. I'm sure you can find articles and whatnot. Um, my second shout out. This is one that kind of, you know, Hurt my heart a little bit, uh, but it was a story going around Orioles Twitter the other day oh. about um, oh. I, his name. His name was Shane. His last name wasn't in there, but his name was Shane. He's a he's a huge Orioles fan. Him and his brother, Derek, uh, have season tickets and have gone to a ton of games over the, the last. I don't even know how many years uh, he shared a story. I encourage everybody to go read it at Derek from Bmore is his brother's Twitter account. He tweeted a big thread about it. Um, but you know, made me feel for the guy, but also like Jim Palmer reached out. I think the Orioles might've reached out. I don't know, but it was like a, it was a very cool like moment seeing all of Orioles Twitter, like kind of come together and rally around this guy, Shane. So I just wanted to give them a shout out, shout out to Shane and, and Derek for, for, you know, being a good brother. And one more shout out, John Angelos can go fuck himself. Well said, I'll piggyback on that. (laughs) (laughs) John, all right. All right, that wraps it up. Episode 65 in the books. George, thanks again for joining us, man. Thanks for, uh, you know, making some time for us. Appreciate and uh, with that, Scott, go ahead and send us out.
Stay hydrated, babes. All said. Keep going. Never